travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the pop culture. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. The lingo. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. And the love. Casey, could you please play Waiting for a Girl Like You? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, C. Spears. And Brad at the North Pole. And today we continue the sounds of the season with part two of our holiday songs before the 80s. Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Oh, God, Spears, tell me they're not all going to suck that bad. No, no, it'll be okay. Trust me. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Steve Keeps Talking, He Keeps Saying Things, No One's Listening Anymore, and the CLNS Media Mobile app. And don't forget to check in on Steve every couple days to make sure he's still breathing. And listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website. You can find it at clnsmedia.com. And as always, we plead, please, if you love the 80s and you love our show, share these links on social media. And don't forget to like our page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you can find an Instagram account for us, it's fake because we haven't set one up. I was just thinking about that today, though. I was thinking, we talked about having an Instagram account in 2019. I said I was going to do it, and I haven't. All the New Year's resolutions we made last year for uh, Stuck in the 80s, so few of them have come true. Oh, you know, par for the course. We're going to beat the course record today because we're going to do another show, another show about... uh, Another show? (laughs) We're going to do another show about... The pre-80s, the late 70s. And I swear to God, hand to heaven, this, I think, will be the last of our <laughs> 1970s shows. For the time being. I think we have, I think we've squozen every little ounce of water out of this rock. <laughs> For fans who don't really know what we're talking about, go back a couple episodes. We just recently did a show on Christmas before the 80s, where we honored Christmas songs that were recorded and released between 1975 and 1979, right? Yeah. Am I math correct? Yeah, that's that's the window we were shooting for. Yeah. Late 70s, like songs that we knew that we probably encountered at some point. And so we we did five, and we knew there was more than just five. But we wanted your suggestions, so we We wanted to hear you say it. (laughs) Yeah, you say it. Well, I know. Funny, Steve. I know the answer. (laughs) I just want to hear you say it. (laughs) We've read your emails. We've listened to your comments. Uh, we've we've listened to your drunken voicemails and other antics. 
And so we picked five more songs for today that we'll honor from 1975 to 1979. For some reason, every time I say that, it just seems wrong. Like, like my mouth doesn't want to say those those numbers in that order. I don't know what that's about. I just know it's, it's not uh, funny. It's, it's puzzling and it isn't funny. <laughs> anyway, we'll get started. We'll do we'll do some songs. We'll have some honorable mentions. We'll have some seggies. We'll have some eggnog, and then we will uh, knock it off until after Christmas. How's Send that you sound, on your Brad? Merry way. That's lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's get started. Here is a song from Greg Lake of Emerson Lake and Palmer. They sold me a dream of Christmas. They sold me a cyanide. They told me a fairy story Till I believed in the Israelite And I believed in Father Christmas And I looked to the sky with excited eyes Then I woke with a yawn in the first light of dawn And I saw him through his disguise That's I Believe in Christmas, which he recorded as a solo tune back in 1975. He has said, although it's categorized as a Christmas song, that was not his intention. It's got I, it's it's got Christmas in the name. It's a Christmas song. I dude. know. <laughs> well, leave it to leave, leave it to like a, you know a band member. That's of, not what of, I meant. You know, I'm a prog rock guy. <laughs> you can't really take me at my yeah. word. Right, like most of the time, nobody understands what we mean. But this time, you thought you did, but you were wrong. I just want to hear you say it. I know what's wrong. I just want to hear you say it. So, from what I've read, Greg Lake has said that the song was actually written in protest about the commercialization of Christmas. However, it is not a Christmas song. So, oh come you on, you do what you want. With- <laughs> Slice that onion as thin as you want. It's still making <laughs> onion rings. Mmm, onion rings. I know, I right? Could go for that some sounds of great. Right now. I could really go for some onion rings right now. I can't eat that no. kind of stuff right now, though. We'll talk about that later. You don't want to hear yeah. my medical history now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear mine now either. <laughs> Suffice to say, it's been a banner week for the health of your stuck in the 80s hosts. Anyway, the song was released in 1975. It reached number two on the UK singles chart. Number two? You know, we've been doing that series about songs that got to number two and no higher. Yep. This was one of them in 1975. You want to know what song kept it out of the, the number one spot? Um, it was obviously Billy Mack with Christmas is All Around. It was this song by Queen. Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Magnifico. Bohemian Rhapsody, my friend. That's well, fantastic. Okay. That's a fair cop right there. Yeah. For the record, Greg Lake has commented on that and said, quote, I got beaten by one of the greatest records ever made. I would have been pissed off if I had been beaten by Cliff Richard. So <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah, fair. fair enough. Or ELP. Yeah, or ELP. Or yes. I still think of all the songs we're going to play today, this is the one that to me stands out as my favorite, even though it's not a Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll put that over there with my favorite things from Sound of Music, which I don't know why that's a Christmas song, but apparently it is. Is it? I think so. I hear it on the Christmas stations. Is it because of the brown paper packages wrapped up with strings? I guess. Or that's This is all news to me. That melt on my tongue and eyelashes? Oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
You didn't alert me ahead of time you were going to talk about this. Now I'm like flummoxed. It's a smokescreen. What? Double bluff. I didn't really realize we were going to talk about songs that are Christmas songs that we're not sure why, but really it's kind of the other way on this one. I don't yeah. know. Boy, that's going to be fun to edit up. <laughs> Here's one we heard from a lot of people about this song. This is on a lot of lists that we got from listeners. Like I said, we knew the answer. We just wanted to hear you say it. This is Father Christmas by the Kings. Father Christmas, give us some money. We'll beat you up if you make us annoyed. Father Christmas, give us some money. Don't mess around with those silly toys. But give my daddy a job because he needs one. He's got lots of mouths to feed. But if you've got what I have, a machine gun, so I can scare all the kids out. I apologize if it sounds like I have a slight speech impediment this week, but I had uh, some kind of gnarly oral surgery this week, and so I have this retainer thing in the top of my mouth, so I sound a little bit like Jay Leno at times. Anyway, back on topic. Father Christmas, the 1977 (laughs) single by the English group The Kinks. You've heard of them. Talks about a department store, Father Christmas, who gets beaten up by a gang of kids because they just basically they want money. Like, keep the toys, dude. Just give me the cash. The toys are not a practical gift for me. Right. And I love the line at the end of the course where they say, you know, give the toys to the rich little boys. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, they're so good. I I really miss them. They were big. I don't think I had heard this before we started doing the the prep work for this. And I like this and I can see why our listeners liked it because it sounds like a Christmas song until you pay a little bit closer attention to the lyrics, right? And, and yeah. but even then kind of buried in the middle of it is this hey fat cat who can afford a record you know while you're enjoying <laughs> christmas listening to this song you know think about those kids that don't have anything uh, yeah so, you know yeah. they were out there then and they're out there now uh, so it, it kind of reminded me the lyrics kind of reminded me of a story when i was a little kid um we were in the car going someplace and it was christmas time and I was singing the latest playground version of Rudolph that I had learned about Rudolph the Bull-Legged Cowboy. Are you familiar with this one? <laughs> no. Well, no. The, payoff, the payoff line is, Then one foggy Christmas Eve, the sheriff came to say, Rudolph, with your gun so bright, won't you shoot my wife tonight? What? <laughs> so I'm singing this in the back seat. La, la, la. And my dad, who was... I think if we're going to be kind here, we will say he was a more hands-off kind of parenting style. I think the reality is he was basically completely disengaged. But in this moment, he flipped out. Like his eyes peeled open and the back of his head came open and fire shot out from his ears and his mouth. And he's like, I don't ever want to hear that again. And I was like, holy crap, dude. It's just a song. Yeah. so I can understand how, you know, lyrics that aren't quite what you think are going to come along for Christmas can sometimes be upsetting to mom and dad. And I know that there's a certain appeal to songs that don't appeal to mom and dad when you're a kid. Hey, the ultimate song that doesn't appeal to moms and dads when you're a kid either has to, has to be the um, either the diarrhea song. <laughs> so many verses. So many verses. Yeah. yeah. When you're sliding into home and your pants are full of foam, diarrhea. diarrhea. 
Send Steve your favorite verses of those. <laughs> it kind of reminds me. Brad had his his horrible uh, dental thing this week, and I had my first ever colonoscopy this week. So <laughs> always one upping me. You're always one upping me. <laughs> no, no, you had a much worse experience than I did. But um, it's only been like twenty four hours since it happened, and I still feel like. Uh, I feel like I just woke up after a frat party in the eighties and, and after drinking a night of Jägermeister and there's people oh, no. have written on my face and, and marker. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> okay. Well that's that not- I'm not sure which is worse, that or having a mouthful of what appears to be kind of cross stitch. <laughs> right. Uh anyway, let's get back on topic, Steve. What do you say? One last thing about Father Christmas by the Kinks. If this song sounds familiar, but not by the Kinks it's because it's been covered a gazillion times, actually a word. And the, the ones that kind of stand out to me, Green Day, Bowling for Soup, Smash Mouth, and yes, Cheap Trick. Mm. We're going to uh, go from bad to worse now <laughs> with this song from Tom Waits. Hey, Charlie, I'll think about you. Every time I pass the feeling station, the counter all the grease. Use well in your hand. I steer loud out a record, little Anthony and the Imperials. Someone stole my record player. Oh, now how do you like that? That is Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis. I love this song. I love this song. <laughs> I know we don't we don't really talk about Tom Waits much on this show. He may be not the most accessible uh, musician for a lot of people. I, I like his work. I, a long time ago on the blog, I wrote an article about 80 albums from the 80s you should own. And for Tom Waits, I'm pretty sure it was Rain Dogs. Okay. But this song is kind of a little bit more obscure. He wrote it for his 1978 album, Blue Valentine. And it's it's Tom Waits as as a barroom piano player telling a very interesting story. You should you should you really listen like, to this. You have to listen to this. Just sit down and let it kind of wash over you and let the story kind of unfold because it doesn't go where you think it's going. Yeah, it does not. And it at probably all go there. it it asks more questions than it answers, but it's fantastic. Well, I guess in 1985, to put us back on focus with the decade we love so much. Tom Waits was playing this song, which he doesn't usually do, but he was playing it in New York City. And he introduced the song with the, the following story. And this, this is word for word what Tom Waits told the crowd. Quote, I'm not going to do it as Tom Waits because you're, that would throw my use voice the voice. out. <laughs> I was in Minneapolis. It was 200 <laughs> degrees below zero. Yeah, no. Uh, he wrote, uh, so yeah, but Brad got it off to roll. I, I was in Minneapolis. It was 200 degrees below zero. I know you think I'm bullshitting. No, I swear to God. I was wearing just a bra and a slip and kind of a dead squirrel around my neck. He was colder than I was. Three police cars would go by and they'd wave, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Anyway, I got caught in the middle of a pimp war between two kids in chinchilla coats. They couldn't have been more than 13 years old. They're throwing knives and forks and spoons out onto the street. It was deep. So I grabbed the ladle, and Dinah Washington was singing, Our Day Will Come, and I knew that was it. 
What that doesn't make any living... sense at all. <laughs> what the living fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Tom, thank God. you for the word salad. <laughs> I love it, though. He is a gift to humanity. Brad, what do you got next on the list? Oh, I can't believe you left this one for me. This Christmas turd and the otherwise festive punch bowl we presented to you is Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Shoot me now. <laughs> Shoot me now. Oh, this is, I'm sorry. This is awful. This is awful. Yeah, it's generally regarded as one of the worst Christmas songs. Let's tell you a few things about this song. So this is a Christmas song, Steve. It was written by Paul McCartney. It was recorded during sessions for his uh, album McCartney 2, which was in 1980, released in 1980. But the single was released in November 1979, kind of in between his final Wings album and the Paul McCartney solo album that came out the next year. Following its release in the United Kingdom, it peaked at number six on the UK singles chart. The United States had better sense. It did not chart on the Billboard Hot 100 that year. Good job, US. Not that year, but it did bubble up and chart in subsequent years. Well, you know, in 1979... We I'm not, I'm not defending not to, it. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying because someone, someone's going to call us on <laughs> you know, you want to re-release it later so that the all the little McCartney fanboys can rush out and buy a copy? Okay, that's fine. But upon initial release, it was not received well by the U.S. peoples, it seems. Anyway, or at least the radio stations didn't play it. Yeah, now you can't get away from this damn song. Beatles author Robert Rodriguez has written of Wonderful Christmas Time, Love It or Hate It, few songs within the McCartney of have provoked such strong reactions. I'd say that's true. I'll say this too about it. I read somewhere that in the year 2010, which, you know, obviously 10 years ago, McCartney was making $400,000 a year from this song, which puts its cumulative earnings at over $15 million. That's criminal. Fif- that is criminal. $15 million. <laughs> Paul, I hope you're giving all of that money. I'm sorry, Sir Paul. I hope you're giving all of that money to a hooker in Minneapolis. <laughs> she could use it. She needs it more well, than maybe you this, do. Yeah, if you listen to this song. Anyway, we've got one last song in our in our last five Christmas songs before the '80s, and, and this is one of Brad's favorite bands. So, as a as a gift to you, Brad, after after sticking you with cr- oh. lovely Christmas time, I'll let you represent this last song too. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, this is Squeeze with Christmas Day. Mary and Joseph were so surprised with admirers around the crib. There was something in their son's eyes that they dedicated to groaning. Like a messiah and a fire, like the trend around a tire with grip all roads to fall to the plate. And it happened on Christmas. Christmas Day. 
Get this, Steve. This is a Christmas song. Squeeze says it's a Christmas song. Okay, Unlike some good. of our artists who don't understand that when you put the word Christmas in the title of the song, unless it has not in front of it and a song after it, then people are going to think it's a Christmas song. Right. This was released in 1979, only in the UK. But this, unlike prior song, did not chart. And I kind of get that. I, I don't know. Have you listened to this? What do you think of this song? It's it's weird. It's different. Let's say yeah. the word different. Let's- it brings a certain squeeze sensibility to the Christmas story, but it somehow doesn't quite land. Yeah. There are parts of it that I really like, but when I started again, started doing the re- doing the listening for this show, I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard this. And then I listened to it. I'm like, no, I have heard it. I just didn't like it very much. <laughs> uh, which surprised me because I really like Difford and Tilbrook's songwriting. I, I generally am pretty fond of the Squeeze catalog. I will say they've been touring a little bit lately. If you get a chance, they're still they sound great and they are having a fun time doing it. So check them out if you can. But anyway, back to the song. This was a standalone single. It did not chart, which was a big surprise. Squeeze was coming off of two fairly big hits, Cool for Cats and Up the Junction, both of which are on Squeeze singles, which everyone in North America has a copy of. So I know you're familiar with those, gentle listener. <laughs> uh, yeah. But this this song's not on, on any album. It doesn't show up on Cool for Cats, and it's not on their next release, RG Bargy. Interesting. Well, there you uh-huh. go. Well, there's our five. Now, there's some other songs that people suggested that we didn't include for, for reasons that we're about to make apparent to you. Three really great picks were nominated, but they were before 1975. Santa Claus and His Old Lady by Cheech and Chong, which is actually kind of almost more of a comedy bit. Yeah, it's more of a spoken word piece, I think, is what we have to call that. Yeah. Well, in 1971 as well. Right. Uh, Remember Christmas by Harry Nielsen was from in 1972. Uh, One of Brad's favorites, Step Into Christmas by Elton John, sadly, 1973. I do like that song. Were you just trying to have a go at me there, Spiercy? No, no, no. I'm just saying, you know, just we we just missed it, but we want to honor it and, and tell it to people. So if they want to look it up and you know put it on a Spotify list, every time mm. we see a Spotify, uh, Angel gets its wings, and then <laughs> an A and R man gets a cigar. <laughs> yeah, and two that almost made it, but alas, they were released in 1980. One of those was "Merry Christmas, Everybody" by Slade, and what the hell? We'll play a few seconds of it. 12 Days of Christmas by Bob and Doug McKenzie. Okay, day uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden toots, four pounds of bagman and three French toast, two turtleneck, and a beer in a tree. I could go for a beer, but you can have the tree. Yeah. Just give me some bourbon, my friend. Just give me some bourbon. But until we have that, we have the, the Seggies. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. We'll play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're in, into the drawing for a postal-friendly bottle opener with our logo on it. But apparently, it's not postal-friendly in... The Great White North, from what I understand. Yeah, so it seems. We had a winner from Canada recently, and we thought we'd give it a try. 
mailing something internationally after I complained bitterly at the cost of doing these in the boxes. Anyway, longer, long story longer. The envelope came back to me today. So I'm going to reach out to the listener and just see if messed up the address or got the postal code wrong or what. But something funny right. going on there. It didn't get returned for being short of postage. So I put enough stamps on it. I don't know. It's all very complicated. Was it something we did? You send it to Chili Whack instead of Chill Whack? Anyway, pay attention. Here was the clip the last time we did this seggy. Where are you going? I took this job because I only had to cook and clean for one person and one dog. Then I get the mother, the lover, his kids, their dog, Miss Fisher. Up with his bullshit! I will not put. I quit. Oh no! 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 That's she devil. What kind of sadistic bastard are you to use a clip from that almost unwatchable movie? Uh, because it was released in December of 1989, which is 30 years ago. Oh, okay, good point. But it didn't. Make Somebody your, actually wrote in and said they loved list. it. Uh, yeah, we did have. I was kind of surprised because I felt like I dug pretty deep into the the archive for that one. But no, I, got, I watched. Smart it. Fans. I remember watching it. Smart, I've never seen it, so, but I wouldn't have gotten it. But. Uh, Anyway, read some of the smart fans' names. Our winners this week include Joseph, Joe Bob, Purdue, Brock, and Why Do I Still Live in North Dakota? I couldn't say Brock. We all make choices. Tom Corn in Austria, Troy in Tulsa, and Janet JFK Not. I don't know why you still live in North Dakota, Brock, but I, I bet it's butt-ass freezing right now. <laughs> Is it because of the oil business? I don't know. I have no fracking idea. Holy frack. Anyway, pay attention. <laughs> Here's this week's mystery clip. What's the point? It's lonely at the top? It's not lonely at the top. Oh, maybe around my birthday and that sunset. And then read a couple of weekends and would have raised out with even a really normal person. If you know it, email us at podcast at sits.com and tune in next year to find out if you're a winner. Boom! Dad joke. Pow! <laughs> Ah, uh, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. You know the drill here. We'll play a snippet. You answer. You are entered into a, a hopeless drawing that we um, completely concoct with a fake spinning wheel. And there is no Santa Claus. And I'm just sorry, okay? <laughs> I'm really just wow, sorry. Wow, it's all coming out here, here at the end of the year. It's all coming out. <laughs> I'm sorry, tears. man. I hold back a lot. <laughs> hold back a lot, man. Pay attention. Here's the clip from last time. That's Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson. Good pick, Brad. You know, you you got to tip your cap. I mean, this is a big album, big album. It was. I didn't Many own hits. it, but but then again, you know, I didn't I, either. But all I had 80s. to do was mention the word rhythm and the word nation in a sentence, and I got about seven minutes of constant praise for this album from Katie. Just like she just erupted <laughs> with this love for Rhythm Nation, and like, really, I, I get it. I get it. I didn't. I wouldn't have seen that coming. Anyway, read some of the winners. 
Winners this week include Bill Bowers, Joseph, Joe Bob Purdue, John Hayes, Michael Mockrock Hayes. Are they related? I don't think so. Becky the Rocker Pixie, Jeremy in St. Pete, Tommy Doucette in Boston, Richard in England, David in Forney, Texas, Kelly E., Troy in Tulsa, Nate Chops Johnson, Chris the 80s Queen in Massachusetts, Lou Sweet Lou Grilly, Marie from Braddington, Janet JFK Knott, Kyle K. in Arkansas, Dr. John Mark Bovee. Hey, we haven't heard from you in a while, Dr. John Mark Bovee. Hope you're well. Moomin from Stittsville, Ontario, Dr. Incognito, and Christine in Philly, who writes... Hi guys, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I'm looking forward to the next Christmas Songs podcast. I had one to add that's actually one of my favorite modern Christmas songs. Hmm, what could it be, Steve? Father Christmas by the Kinks. This is probably one of the first Christmas songs I remember that was played on the rock stations here in Philly when I started listening to my own music and not what my parents listened to, which was strictly Kenny Loggins, Linda Rodstadt, maybe some Billy Joel or Commodores. I still love it, and I kind of think the Kinks were an overlooked band. And I have an 80s guilty pleasure to add. I got tickets for the Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett show. I know you guys won't be too impressed, but I'm looking forward to it. I just hope these bands take all the attention and money people are spending seriously and get it together. I hope you both and your families have an awesome holiday. Talk to you next year. Still stuck in the 80s, Christina and Phil. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, nice letter. You know who we haven't heard from in a long time who returns this week? Dr. Incognito. Yeah, that's true. It's been a while since we've, we've heard from him, so that's nice to hear his name again, too. I will say, Christine, don't feel guilty about going to that show. If you want to go to the show, I hope you go and have a great time. I hope you get to stand in the stadium and sing Pour Some Sugar on Me with 40,000, 50,000, <laughs> 70,000 other people because that would be awesome. It will be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I hope that that happens. Uh, you know, look, maybe not my thing. I'm not like really chomping at the bit to go see that show, but I get it that there are a lot of people that don't necessarily share my musical tastes. Weird. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, you know what? If you like it, go see it. That's, I don't care. You don't owe me an apology. I agree. I mean, I know a lot of people who are going to those shows. It's coming. I think it's coming through Orlando. They're playing at the Citrus Bowl. Or as we like to call it, the Shitrus Bowl. But that's another story altogether. <laughs> oh, so fun. That's not funny, Steve. I wonder if they're playing at anyway, the Rose Bowl um, in L.A. or if they're doing the Coliseum. Or maybe Staples. Ooh, maybe the Forum. Ooh. I think I think they're all stadiums. I don't like to be playing the Forum. Oh, well, then it's probably um, the Rose Bowl, I would guess. Yeah. I think Molly Cruz the question mark there because everyone said Vince Neal's his voice is supposedly gone, but I, I think, and obviously they got some time to work on it. So yeah. they they better get they it. Have in some shape time to record some tracks. Are gonna st- <laughs> yeah, it's a great four bills. I mean, four bands for a bill. That's a righteous. Uh, oh, no, they're not playing the Coliseum. They're not playing the Rose Bowl. They're playing the new NFL stadium in Los oh. Angeles. Check that shit. Wow, that's bitches. huge. I hear that's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah, it looks great. As you fly into L.A., you know, for the last couple of years, you kind of watch it get built. and Like, all of a sudden, all the steel structures going up, and it's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it on TV. I'll probably never go there. <laughs> anyway, spin the wheel. Let's find out who the winner is. Back on track. Here we go. Ooh. It's Compact swing hard. this week. Compact swing. I don't want to pull yeah. all these stitches yeah. out. Don't say stitches. I'm just, no, now I'm going to get queasy again. Breathe into your paper bags, Steve. Yeah. Since the wheel's still spinning, I can tell people that I had a dream last night that I never came out of anesthesia. So maybe you didn't, and this is all just a figment of your and imagination. As bad as the show is going, maybe yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot, Steve. That's not funny either. 
And it looks like it's going to land on Kyle K in Arkansas. You are this week's lucky winner, so send us a postal address. You're in Arkansas, which is kind of like Canada, but I'm sure our posters will reach you nonetheless. <laughs> I'm a jerk. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, and if you know whatever happened to our package to Canada, do we need special postage? We don't know. Help. Email us at podcast at SITDs.com. And tune in next year to find out if you're a winner. Hey, that's all the time we have for this week. We'll be back one more time in 2019 with our annual stalker stuffing show full of outtakes from our work this year. Brad, you're busy at work at that already, right, I assume? I've been carefully combing through those clips to find the ones guaranteed to make Steve cry. I think we had some this year. But in the meantime, we believe in Christmas and all the winter holidays because we believe we're still hopelessly Stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.